Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. It is Memorial Day weekend, and a lot of people like to say Happy Memorial Day, but I don't like saying Happy Memorial Day because there's nothing to say happy about because you're actually, you're remembering the people that have gone before us. And so I like to remind people the purpose and the reason behind Memorial Day. Uh, many of us remember the meaning of Memorial Day, but we don't know the history. So Memorial Day was started by former slaves on May 1st, 1865 in Charleston, South Carolina, to under 257 dead Union soldiers who had been buried in a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp. They dug up the bodies and worked for two weeks to give them a proper burial as gratitude for fighting for their freedom. They then held a parade of 10,000 led by 2,800 black children where they marched, sang, and then celebrated. And so that's kind of where it all started. That's one of the first, if you go back in history, one of the first ever anyone documented someone celebrating or, you know, having Memorial Day. So now... I'll, today, I want to talk about, you know, that's Memorial Day, I want to talk about some other things. We, I want to talk about ATF. ATF has changed the form, the 4473. That is a firearms transaction form. Going to talk about that. We also want to discuss, man, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, the uh, candidate who's running for chair for the Texas Republican Party, had a motorcycle accident yesterday, leaving Austin, Texas, going back to Waco, Texas. Going to talk about that. Ben Siegel, owner of Bangers. We have a little video clip of Ben because our man, our our uh, on-site reporter uh, got an interview with him, and also John McAfee as well. I don't know if you guys have McAfee as you know for your 
antivirus, but we also have an interview with John McAfee we're going to play for you also doing the show. And then we're going to talk about some other stories, the coronavirus and the mass mandates and how, you know what that's done? Man, that has enlightened and empowered criminals. Going to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about the 4473, the firearm transaction record, because the ATF is now changing that form. We're changing it around, and they're giving uh, FFLs, Federal Firearms License Dealers, a deadline to get the new form to start using it this year. So there's some major changes on this form that you need to know about. So one day when you walk into your favorite gun store, you're going to notice that, hey, there's a new form that looks totally different. Uh, for starters, if you don't know what the firearm transaction record is, what that is, that is the form that you need to fill out in order to take possession of a firearm from a fire federal firearms licensed dealer. So you walk into the gun store, you're going to fill out this form. Uh, once you fill it out, they're going to either type it into a NICS system or contact the, the NICS and put. they're going to give them some information like your last name, first name, middle initial, your date of birth, your height, your weight. Um, they're going to tell them about your, your sex. Oh, man, there's some changes to that now. We have more than just two sexes. And they're going to tell them uh, whether you're buying a handgun, loan gun, or other. And then they're going to either say proceed, delay, or denied. Proceed, out you go with the gun. Delayed, you'll have to wait three business days. Of course, unless we're in a pandemic. Because once we're in a pandemic, it's 30 days. They don't follow the law. And then, um, and denied. If they ever deny you, then you don't get a gun. That means that there's something on the front of that form where you answered those questions on the first page. Now it's on the second page. Maybe something's not correct. Maybe there's something in your criminal history. So now, that new 4473, that firearm transaction record, um, now what it has on page one, it now has the gun information. This used to be on page three. It's now on page one. So at the very top, you're going to put in that, we're going to put in the manufacturer. We're going to tell them the model, the serial number, the type of firearm that you're getting, and the caliber of that firearm. And it's going to list three of them to start off with. Now, just so you know, they're adding another form behind this. So let's say you want to pick up five firearms, six firearms, ten firearms. There's an additional form that goes along with this. And so on that additional form, we can list all the other firearms that you're going to get. All right, so once you do that, then box six, we're going to put in, we're actually going to write in either one, two, three, or however many firearms you're getting that particular day. And then uh, box seven, you know, check it if it's upon redemption, which most people, it's not. Uh, box eight, check if the transaction is facilitated a private party transfer. Usually that's not. Uh, some, But that's a new box. Sometimes it is. And then nine, you're going to, you will start filling out this form for yourself. In box nine, you're going to put your last name, your first name, your middle name. Now, some people don't have a middle name. So if you don't have a middle name, you're going to put I, I'm sorry, M-N-N. Sorry about that. N-M-N. There we go. You're going to put N-M-N, no middle name. And you're going to put that in quotations. And then you're going to put I-O if it's just initial only. Just have just an initial. Some people just have an initial. Some people don't have a middle name at all. So you do last name, first name, middle name. Then you put in your address, city, county, the parish, and borough. That is new. So you didn't have parish or borough before. I'm glad they put that in there because usually people look at that and they think that it says country. And they put USA or whatever country. Uh, it's county. 
county, not country, then state, then zip code. And then you put in the place of birth, uh, the city and state. They put and in, you know, they want to make sure that's dark and you realize that you need to put the city and the state in which you were born. Or if you're born in a foreign country, you put that. And then height and weight. Uh, so your height, your weight, and now box 14, sex. Yes, they've added another option. Now there's male, female, and non-binary. So male, female, or non-binary. You get to select one of those options. And then box 15, your birth date. And then social security number, which is optional. You don't have to put your social security number in there. Most people do not. But if you think you're going to be delayed in this transaction, it would probably be wise to go ahead and put your Social Security number. Plus, Uncle Sam, everyone's already got your Social Security number anyway. And then your ethnicity. You got to put Hispanic. You have to select Hispanic or Latino or not Hispanic or Latino. All right. So you have to choose one of those. Either you're Hispanic or you're not Hispanic. And a lot of people don't understand this. Box 18B is totally separate. So first, in 18A, you're going to say Hispanic or not Hispanic. You got to check one of those boxes. Then go over to 18B. You have to choose either American Indian, Alaskan Native, Asian, Black or African American, Native Hawaiian, or white. You have to choose one of those. So you could be Hispanic and white. You could be Hispanic and black. You could be not Hispanic and white, not Hispanic and black not Hispanic, American Indian. So you have to choose both sections, right? And then 19, we got to know your country of citizenship. Are you a U.S. citizen? They put that up top because people were actually missing that portion. And then let's get to the good stuff. We come back from the break. Well, we're talking about 4473, that firearm transaction record. Also, it is Memorial Day. Let's remember those that have passed before us. Let's remember those that have given the ultimate sacrifice so we can live in this great country of the United States and the state of Texas. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Better. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back, and we're talking about Memorial Day. And I got bills. I got to pay. So we have to get here inside the studio, let me tell you. It is Memorial Day. We're celebrating. We're remembering the people that have given the ultimate sacrifice to this country. We're talking about, you know, our veterans that have passed long before, given that ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy. Man, there's so many people out there. They're in a green belt enjoying downtown Austin. They're forgetting that we're in a pandemic. That's right. You're supposed to, you know, practice your social distancing. Uh, let me take this off so you can hear me. And so, but a lot of people are not doing that. So we'll, we're going to talk about that a little later on in the hour. But we're talking about that 4473. Let me bring to this conversation uh, Gary. Gary. What's happening? How you doing there, Gary? I'm doing all right. Oh, he's upset. Gary, thing. Gary's upset because I didn't let him know I was coming into the Yeah, studio. I want to be in the studio. I'm <laughs> sick of doing this remotely. <laughs> That's okay, Gary. We'll get you. You'll get in here. You will be in here soon. I promise. You look. You, you look I'll good. Be there you look, next week. I'm you look, showing up. I'm not. I'm not uh, taking no for an answer. And if anybody wants to say, "Hey, you're not allowed in because of this and that," I'm going to break into the studio. Okay. You look professional, though, exactly. Gary. You look professional. I always do. Do you like my new tie? I love that tie. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know who got this tie for me? Your dad. No, the beautiful, loving, caring mother of my children. Oh wow. My child. One. Wow. singular <laughs> wow that's awesome you, she must be yep. listening yeah she <laughs> <laughs> oh man next and, segment next segment, the next zach, segment what's going Quickly. on zach how you doing zach hey mike i'm great uh yeah i think you nailed that right on the head that uh gary's baby yeah, let's talk about something listening else. right now <laughs> <laughs> Go to the next Casey. Go to the next segment. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about Christ. we're talking about the forty four seventy three man. So the the ATF they've they've gotten approval. See, during this pandemic phase, you know, people are wondering what's happening behind the scenes. What's going on in this country that they have us all locked up in our house in houses? And and what are they doing to us? Well, this is what they've done. Okay, so the Office of Management and Budget recently approved the revised ATF Form 4473 while you were trapped inside your house. Uh, all federal firearms licensees must begin using this form on November the 1st, 2020. It is improved. There's nothing you can say about it. It's a done deal. Niner, we're done. Okay, after that date, you may no longer use the previous edition, which was in October 2016 of the Form 4473, as it will be obsolete. ATF intends to begin shipping the new form to FFLs in the late July 2020. Uh, that's in about a little over 30 days. The initial shipment will will contain 50 ATF form 4473s to all my eight, all my federal firearms license dealers out there. So you might want to get your order in. You need to pre-order now and request the forms. You can only request up to 3,000, I believe. Yeah, that's right. You can only request 3,000 forms. So get that early pre-order in right now so you have enough forms because starting november the 1st 2020 we got to start using that new form on that new form we're talking about they've changed 
page one of the new form. On page one, the very top, they've added the gun information on page one, which used to be on page three, right at top, dead smack up top. This is why it's important for you to get a license to carry handgun. That's why it's important, because now this information is on page one. If you had an LTC, we wouldn't have to contact the the uh, the NICS to get approval whether or not you can take possession of the firearm. With your license to carry handgun, we fill out this information, but the information, the form stays with the FFL unless your gun is being found stolen or used in a crime. And then they get access to the form, you know, but or unless you buy two handguns or more in a five-day period or two long guns or more in a five-day period, then all this information is put on another form and faxed over to the county chief law enforcement officer in which you live and to the FBI. That's right. So keep that in mind. So in that new 4473, you're going to put in your, your gun information up top, very smack dab up top, first thing that's going to be there, and then you fill in your name and all that other stuff. Now, let's get down to box 21 on page one. It says, hey, are you the actual transfer buyer of the firearm? You know, so you got to be the actual buyer or transfer of the firearm. The answer to that is yes. And then B says, and we cannot help you with this inside the gun store, by the way. You come to the gun store, this is a test, test just for you. You fill out the form wrong, boom, no gun for you. B, are you under indictment or information in any court for a felony or any other crime for which the judge could imprison you for more than one year. That means you have charges pending, right? Have you ever been convicted in any court, including a military court, of a felony or any other crime for which the judge could have imprisoned you for more than one year? Have you been convicted of a felony? D, are you a fugitive from justice? Is there a warrant for your arrest and you've left the state? That's the definition of fugitive from justice as of 2015 under the Trump administration. C, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug or any other controlled substance? That's very important. This was added on the previous change, okay, back in 2016. So it says, warning, the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. So in other words, if you live in Colorado, they legalize marijuana in Colorado, and you have you 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 partake. You have one of those cards, whatever. You go to the facility, whatever it is. You cannot purchase a firearm from a federal firearms license dealer. And then it asks you: Have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defective, or have you ever been committed to a mental institution? Are you crazy? That's what they're asking. Did they lock you up against your will? G, have you ever been discharged from the armed forces under dishonorable conditions? Did they kick you out of the military and you have a dishonorable condition, you know, under dishonorable conditions? Okay, you have to have an honorable discharge or anything else. It cannot be dishonorable. You're done forever. Are you subject to a court order, restraining order from harassing, stalking, or threatening your child or in intimate partner or child of such partner? That's a question for Gary. Meaning, have you ever renounced your United States citizenship? See, he's on mute. He can't say anything. <laughs> and then, K, are you an alien illegally or unlawfully in the United States? You got to make sure you're here legally in the U.S. Uh, in order to get that firearm. And then you're going to sign the form. You're going to date it. Make sure that you're answered all the questions correctly. And then we're going to put handgun, long gun, other. We're going to put 
man, your driver's license information on there, the state, the number, it, when it expires. And unfortunately, if your license is expired and it doesn't matter if it's because, you know, the pandemic and the driver's license office is closed, that means you still cannot buy a gun. The federal government does not care that the state of Texas driver's license office is closed. There's no such thing as an automatic trans automatic extension. There's no such thing as taking that letter that comes from uh, DPS that says, hey, the driver's license's office is closed and they're going to extend um, the licenses for another 90 days. The federal government does not care. That does not matter. You cannot get a gun. All right. There are other things that you can do to work around that. And I'm not going to tell you. And then let's see. Uh, you got to put any supplemental documentation if you have it uh, and so on and so forth. And everything else pretty much there is pretty much the same. Uh, they just rearrange this form a little bit. And then the, the major thing that I see is putting the gun information up front. Uh, and you got to remember when someone walks to the gun store, they're denied. Uh, they fill out the form and, you know, they fill out it, fill out the form incorrectly and they're denied by the FFL, you still have to maintain the form. So that's going to be the hard part, remembering to maintain the form uh, in a no-sale folder or you know file or something like that. Uh, or if you did run the background check, you still have to maintain that form. That form's got to stay with the FFL in their files. All right, so, man, what do you guys think about that? Zach, Gary. Get off the couch. Gary? Gary? What do I think about it? Yeah, so what do you think uh, about all that stuff? I'm not <clears throat> I'm not a having a drink. Firearms expert. I'm more of the uh, you know, reporter here. I I like guns and I want to be able to buy them easily. That's okay. what I think. But now now trans people can buy guns finally. Yeah, you can be trans and get a gun. Non-binary. What do you think about that? Gary, you can put on a dress and walk into sure. the gun store and get a gun. Every Look, you can walk into the, the gun store with a G-string on. I don't care what you do. You can do that before now. You know, we've had, we, honestly, I, I have a lot of trends. I, that's actually, what I'm saying. I, I don't, I, I see no issue with anyone buying a gun. I think, actually, I think felons should be allowed to buy guns after a certain period of time. I think uh, there's a lot of people that should be allowed to buy guns. Yeah. Yeah. And Jake, Jake Seema says, uh, why did they not change the stick? stigmatizing mental defective language when they had a chance. I don't know. Uh, they didn't give us – well, they opened this up for public comment, but everyone into – we went into the pandemic and went on lockdown, and everyone really – honestly, we totally forgot. No one you know, gave a lot of feedback to them, and, they, and it got approved, and now it's in effect. So, unfortunately. Hey, Teresa. Hey, uh, Thomas Harrison. Hey, hang in there. Uh, we're gonna when we come back. We're gonna talk about Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. He is a running for candidate to be the Texas chair for the Republican Party. He had an accident. He wrecked on his motorcycle going uh, going back to Waco, Texas. We're gonna talk about that. We come back and some other things. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back in this Memorial Day. We've got to recognize all those that have come before us who have sacrificed so much so that we can enjoy this great state of Texas. We can enjoy this country. Thank you to those that have given that sacrifice and given your life, given a limb so that we can be here today. Now, let's talk about Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. He's a candidate. He's running for the Texas Republican Party chair. And Colonel West was attending a rally downtown Austin. You know, did you know that, Gary? You know there was a rally going on yesterday in downtown Austin at the Capitol? I, of course I did, Michael. I'm a reporter, and you pay me a lot of money to always know what's going on. That's outstanding. Yeah, it was a free Texas rally. That's right. Good answer, too, by the way, Gary. What was that, Zach? It was a free Texas rally? A free Texas rally, That's yeah. right. All right, so, yeah, he said he was attending the rally, and on his way back home, I guess he lives in Waco, I believe it is, he was on his way back and had a motorcycle accident. And, man, it was crazy, apparently. Um, And so there's a situation where a car did something in front of them. The first motorcycle slowed down, went to brake, and then the second motorcycle hit the first motorcycle, and, man, it was they were all over the road there. So both uh, individuals were taken to the hospital. He looks like he has non-life-threatening uh, injuries, so we definitely wish his speedy recovery because he says he's getting back right, back on out there. He's not canceling any gigs uh, as soon as his doctors give him the okay to get right back out there. So good for Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and I hate that something happens that happens like that on Memorial Day weekend. And, but yeah, it's motorcycles are dangerous, man. They're not dangerous. Motorcycles are great. Yeah, I had a motorcycle accident too. You're right. They are dangerous. Yeah, uh, yeah my mother's listening. Just yes, ask Lieutenant are... Colonel Alan West. Yeah, my mother's listening. So yeah, you're right. Motorcycles are dangerous. I had an accident. And I have a metal. Yeah, listen to your mother. Oh, yeah, it could have been worse. Could have been. Worse. They're fun though. Don't get me wrong. They are a lot of fun. You have a motorcycle, but, don't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I do not. You sold it. I have had one. Yeah, it's gone. Okay. Yeah, I like walking too much and having all my limbs attached. Ah, don't be a little scary pants. Motorcycle. Yeah, you just start bad. to think about those things because how many times have you driven past some kid texting and not paying attention when they're driving, right? A lot. You know, and that's the person that say- you're driving in front of or behind on your motorcycle. They say that texting and driving is actually more dangerous than drinking and driving. I believe it. Yeah, when you're looking down at your phone, looking at some, uh, you know, some pictures or text or whatever a uh, person does when they do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, people, uh, a lot of people are not paying attention, and that's, and then people think that a person did something to them on the road, and that's how road rage begins also. Has, they don't realize that people- Has it not- been, uh, have you guys noticed that the, uh, the traffic is starting to pick up again with businesses opening? Yes. Yeah, it's a lot worse. Yep. Back to the old Austin, Austin traffic. Now, what do you eat? Maybe not quite what it used to be, but it's getting close for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be there in, a, in give it another week, no doubt. All right, so Gary, tell us a little bit about Ben Siegel. What's this guy all about? So he's the owner of Bangers Sausage House and Beer Garden over on Rainy Street. Personally, he likes guns probably, too, doesn't he? He's a yeah, he's a gun guy. Yes, he is a gun guy. Nice. Um, I didn't talk too much about. Uh, we didn't get into too much about guns, but he is a an, uh, an ardent supporter of the Second Amendment, and nice. he is also going to be. He's he's got a plan. He's starting to plan to reopen his business, but he is what he's uh, how he described it is he's trying to be you know ethical and humane and doing his part in opening his business because the Bangers is unique in that they have a lot of outdoor space and they also have you know, over a thousand people capacity at, at, at that restaurant. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a massive outdoor space and they have more, you know, they have more to be worried about than, you know, like pluckers, for example, that has a couple hundred people that can go into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, we, I, I did a zoom interview with him and we talked about that and how he's planning on opening, uh, back up in the next two to three weeks. It's tentative. Oh, okay. We, are taking this seriously and you know i think if you're you know i think there's kind of two ways to do it right you can take it seriously which is kind of difficult um or you can sort of put on a show and have the appearance of like doing something you know which is a lot easier so um you know right now what we're really focused on is putting a robust plan together of, of how we can do it, you know, and, and with not only the restrictions that have been put in place by the governor and, and, and the recommendations from, you know, above that at the federal level, um, but also just stuff that we feel um, is appropriate, right? You know, again, just thinking about, you know, how can we be strategic with the scheduling of our staff and kind of grouping them together so that if there's an issue, one of them become compromised, right? We can sort of isolate it versus, you know, having to go around, right? So there's, so there's that part of it. And then there's also just the idea of like, you know, so much of the reason that we've been successful all these years is because we provide a wonderful experience for our guests. And so what does that mean in this environment, right? And, and how can we look at some of these perceived challenges that we're facing and, and, and turn them on their head and actually turn them into an advantage or, or make them a, a, an element of the experience that's actually a positive thing instead of, um, it's kind of a weird, awkward thing. So, you know, if we want to take this thing serious though, Gary, wouldn't we just don on the whole thing? The, we'll put on a, a real, real, mask we would actually cover our heads our eyes you know a mask that actually covers your eyes your nose your ears and then put on you know a jacket the suit you know the pants the boots the gloves 
because if something's really airborne and we take it really it seriously, can get in through your eyes, and that's what John Hopkins recently released was that they uh, the the coronavirus can get in through your eyes. Now, see, here's the thing, Michael. Um, you're asking the wrong guy. I haven't taken this seriously whatsoever. I have <laughs> abided by no guidelines. I drove across the country. I went to a rally and talked to people. I did put a, a bandana around my face for part of that, but I can And see, that's why we locked you out of the, the office here. Well, see, here's the thing about that. <clears throat> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. You know what's funny, actually? My camera guy, Charlie, who, who goes down there and uh, to the rally with me, he got tested for corona and the antibodies. Nice. Negative. He didn't even get it when we were down there. So, I, anyways, uh, point is, I don't know if I can really give good a good uh, commentary on if we can take it seriously or not. But I think what uh, Ben was saying, and I mentioned to him, I said, I haven't abided by any of the guidelines. And he said, he said, hey, you know, as a human being, that's your your right to do that if if that's how you feel. I mean, he's not over here saying we should all be shut down or anything, but he's saying that his personal uh, as a as a registered libertarian, he thinks that he should be, uh, you know, have personal responsibility and that he doesn't want to compromise anyone on his staff and he doesn't want to uh, give an experience to his his customers that's subpar and he doesn't want anybody to get sick. So from a business standpoint and you know con considering liabilities and whatnot i think what he's doing is probably uh a little, little on the conservative side of things you know but that's his you know that's what he that's what he thinks and he's able to continue operating and paying his his rent and whatnot because he's been physically conservative throughout the years and he's able to you know lean back on that yeah and in we're taking it more serious also because what we've started doing was, you know, checking temperatures um, and, you know, we're trying to do social distancing inside the shop. It, it's hard because it's summertime now and it's been 95 degrees here in Austin, Texas. And with that, you know, we're having to have people outside in a, under a tent now. We had them first just outside the door in the walkway, but that actually was pretty hot. So we put them in a tent, which is actually a little cooler. Air is, you know, can flow through a little better. It's it's a few degrees cooler under there, but we try to get them in as fast as we possibly can, but it's, it's difficult, you know, to do that. It's, it's very difficult. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, Michael. And that's what, that's actually what uh, Ben was saying. He was saying it's difficult to take it seriously as yeah, you and him both seem to agree on. Here's the thing though. Um, when you look at this, this pandemic, as they're calling it, there is, there's a way that you can frame it and make it look bad. And there's a way you can frame it and make it not look too bad. And there's also a way to uh, pair, uh, uh, relate it to something else and give, give it a sort of uh, put the scale of it in, uh, re, you know, a different, a different perspective. And that's what McAfee did. John McAfee, when I talked to him, he put, he in, he compared the coronavirus pandemic to the flu and he also compared it to pathogenic diarrhea. And it's very, actually very interesting. I think it's uh, pertinent. The, the point he's making is very pertinent to what a lot of people himself can, uh, as well are considering an overreaction uh, to, to Corona. Hmm. Zach, what do you think about that? Because, you know, I'm, I'm still stuck on the thing of if this is something that's airborne, then 
we I don't think we're taking it serious at all because if we were, we would have done on a full NBC suit. Nuclear biological. Yeah, you could just wear a burqa, you know? Yeah. So I I don't I don't think we're convert to like those like those uh, old Berkeley. ladies that I ran into at the Capitol. Yeah, remember that? They were, hey, oh, yeah, they but, had on uh, burqas, didn't they? On. But on well, the they were, they were right. bed sheets. They were bed sheets that they were makeshift. But they were saying the same thing. They said, you know, eventually we're going to be wearing, you know, Sharia gowns. I think that's a absolutely whatever. I, on the other yeah, hand, you on... know, we we really shouldn't worry at all because uh, really the WHO tweeted on February fourteenth. They tweeted that uh, the coronavirus cannot be spread from human to human transmission. Hmm. All right, we'll talk about that. We'll come back from the break. Uh, This is Memorial Day weekend. Got to give that sacrifice. The people that have given the sacrifice, we're honoring them for giving that sacrifice so we can enjoy everything that we have here today. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're talking about the Form 4473. The firearm transaction record has changed. They've added some changes to it, including... uh, non-binary you have to check the box whether you're male female or non-binary and they put the gun information on the very first page at the very top also it's memorial day memorial day remembering those who giving that ultimate sacrifice so that we can enjoy the pleasures of this country and this state the great state of texas now gary we were talking about man before we talk about uh, mcafee man criminals are taking the full advantage of the coronavirus you know that Criminals, yeah. Criminals. Oh, yeah, I saw the two bank robbers. What's that, Zach? face mask, right? Yeah, the the two uh, bank robbers in Austin with face masks on. No, that was one guy. It was the same one. Was it? Yeah, Yeah, it was the the same guy robbed two places. But look, I'm I'm not a rat, so I don't want to talk about this too much. You guys can take the the reins here. Uh, so basically what they're doing is they're now having to, you know, you're having to wear this face covering now, the mask, and they're also wearing gloves, walking into, you know, convenience stores, the bank, whatever, and they can just have free reign of it now. And no one knows who they are because you don't have that facial recognition right now. Mm. And, and, and they're taking full advantage of this because, and I've had so many conversations of store owner, gas station owners, business owners that want to step up their game now where they didn't think about getting a gun before and now they're getting the yeah. gun and we're having that come to Jesus moment now. What do you think about that? 
I love it. What do you think, Zach? More guns equals less crime. <laughs> so, it, it, but it, it gives us, you know, that, that it, it sounded like Michael Cardio saying that. It puts us yeah, in that I bad spot, though. That it puts us in that bad spot <laughs> because we're, you know, we're in a spot of now people are having wanting to buy guns who don't have the training. You know, they're trying to get it this, real quick for their personal protection, but they don't know anything about it. I, I also thought about that. But see, here's the thing. Isn't it up to the discretion of the FFL dealer? It doesn't matter about the training or anything like that. The person comes no, I'm in. Saying, I'm saying if you if somebody comes in and, you think, and you're not comfortable selling them a firearm because you don't think they can handle it, can't you de- decline them? Oh, you can always do that. Absolutely. That's what I'm but saying. Then you, but so then we, you're, this, you're, is where, this is where a gun store owners step up. This is you. This is all you. You got the floor, Michael. Then you're in that quandary. You're not, do you want to take someone's right away? Be responsible for taking their right, their liberty? Well, that's the position that you're in. You're not taking it away. They can just go to the gun shop down the street, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, you know, I guess uh, you just got to weigh your, your, I don't know. You got to weigh your options there. All right. And so let's talk about McAfee. Okay. So McAfee, John McAfee, the uh, inventor of McAfee antivirus, does a lot of Bitcoin stuff, as do you. Um, you know, there's actually a lot of parallels between you and McAfee. I think you're both... Uh, little eccentric, interesting people, new ideas, creative ideas. I got to say this before we, before you watch this, a lot of what McAfee uh, talks about, he swears a lot. And it was, I had to chop a very specific piece of this interview out. So he had, he expounded upon this a lot more than what you're seeing right here, but he makes a very interesting comparison. Check it out. I mean, for God's sake, look, I mean, coronavirus. So here's a great example. Uh, if you look at the numbers uh, uh, put out by the World Health Organization, or if you prefer John Hopkins, pick one, I don't care. Um, this is not a pandemic. I mean, 330,000 people died out of a population of 7.8 billion people. 330, is that what it was? That's so what far. In, in... And after five months, yeah. But the flu... In the same period of time, he's killed twice as many. Flu killed 630,000 people during the last season. It, it, what, do you know what? Diarrhea kills how many people every year? Pathogenic diarrhea, which you pick up by touching uh, someone uh, that has it, right? <laughs> two and a half million people, two and a half million people die from diarrhea that you catch from touching people. Has anyone ever uh, considered the locking down the world because of that? No. Two and a half million is just too damn small. Do you understand? Now the news goes, oh my God, 300,000. Oh, the staggering, pardon? What about the the, uh, 1918 Spanish flu? Can you look up the numbers for that, Charlie? The 1918 Spanish flu? Um, I'm not sure about those numbers. I know that they were in in the tens of millions. I'm going to have my my camera guy look it up really quick. But the reason I bring that up is because even then, I believe that that was – there was a larger fatality rate. And the 50 million – can you look up if that's that's worldwide? It's tens tens of millions worldwide. Okay. So so even then, I don't think the lockdown, the quarantine was as long as it is now. Well, there was much more. I mean, the only – America never – Lockdown. I think no San Francisco country. did part of it. In, that's a uh, okay, That's a city. With the exception uh, of the, right, right. But it wasn't national. No, no. 
It wasn't national and certainly was not worldwide. This is the first time the entire world just shut down for anything. What was he? What was he? So, drink, what was he drinking there? He looks like he was drinking a beer or. I you know I didn't ask him. It could have been apple juice. It could have been uh, some whiskey. <laughs> I did, I'm, I need to check. A, I need, I'm, a, I'm asking because I want to check his state a of glass mind. Glass of methamphetamine. <laughs> I don't know. He he's an interesting guy. Uh, but that is uh, here's the fact of the matter. He said 2.5 million. I fact checked it and I got 1.6 to 1.8 million. I think his point remains the same. It is uh, when you when you uh, compare the scale of the amount of people that die from diarrhea compared to Corona, it really makes Corona look, look like uh, kind of that we're overreacting to it. I think that was the point he was trying to make. Mm, mm. What do you think about that, Michael? You I think we should we should shut everything down for diarrhea. No, I I do think we're overreacting a little bit. You know, yes, people are going to die from a, a lot of things. Um, and you can't. That's just the way of life. You know, we're eventually we're all going to die. Something's going to happen. You're going to reach a, a certain age. You're going to get something, and you're going to die with it's a car accident or anything else. Um, but being a gun owner, you know, you you got to stay with that mantra. You know, so do we? You know, we carry a gun, so you know, to protect ourselves. So should we not wear a mask, you know, to protect ourselves if that will, you know, save our life? You carry a gun for that reason. What do you think about that? Zach, you want to take this one? <laughs> well, I mean, I was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask the other day in the H-E-B, and uh, it was the end of the day. I hadn't brushed my teeth for a while, and I just kept on smelling my own breath in that mask, and I was just ready to rip that thing off. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know what's going to kill me first, my own breath or... Look, look, Michael, Michael, the, the premise of what you just said is false. Okay. The mask doesn't actually protect you. End of conversation. Next topic. <laughs> okay, Gary. All right. Zach. I, if people... What you said before is accurate. If people wanted to take this seriously, we'd be walking around and you know, hazmat suits, but it's not, it's not being taken seriously. I think a lot of this is what, what Zach is, is, has mentioned a number of times in other, in other shows is that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are, it's moral posturing. And I'm, and I'm they're, curious they're, what's happening behind the scenes though. There's so much stuff that's getting done right now while we're all focusing on this. Um, I'm wondering what's really happening what else is happening that we're actually missing. Well, the FBI being allowed to access our web browser history. Hey, by the way, interesting. I forgot to mention this. Uh, we shared we shared a story from Vice News on the Come and Talk at Facebook page, mm -hmm. and it was censored. It was uh, reported as partially false. And the way they censored this, I want to bring this to everybody's attention. The way that they censored this was by comparing our story that we posted. I mean, not not our story, a story that we posted from Vice. They compared it and fact-checked it by comparing it to USA Today. Now, they said it was partially false because the FBI has been allowed to access your web browsing uh, search history without a warrant for 20 years or something like that. Uh, fact of the matter is, the story was saying that the Senate voted to allow the, the FBI and other government agencies to access your, your web browsing history without a warrant again. So it, the story was not false. We're being that's so that's something that's going on during this 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 quarantine is that they're starting to fact check Facebook's starting to fact check things 
using uh, massive mainstream media outlets. And the FBI is allowed to check out our web browsing history. They passed this this new the ATF passed this uh, got this new form. I mean, there's been a number of things that are happening, and and not to mention the the Breonna Taylor shooting got tried to get swept under the rug, as did the uh, Ahmed uh, Arbery case. There's been a bunch of stuff that's not getting reported. It's a it's a joke. And what what's the update on the Breonna Taylor story and her boy? Kenneth Walker, this is this is really important as well. Actually, this is a uh, good news for once. Kenneth Walker. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, arrested for attempted murder on a police officer, was the prosecutors decided to drop the charges against him. He is, and he is no longer being pursued for attempted murder on a police officer, as he should not yeah. ever have been, ever. And he's a, he's a LT, he's a license holder. He has a concealed handgun license. Was he really? Yeah, he had a concealed handgun license. You you know did everything that you're supposed to do. And you know, I got a question. And we, Michael, real quick, real quick, uh, real quick. Did, did you see the NRA or anybody come to this guy's defense? No, no, absolutely not. And that's the problem. That's the problem we have. You have a license holder who was at home where he's supposed to be. Police execute, execute a warrant. They did the wrong thing. They got into this house. This guy tried to defend himself. himself. He shot back. They shot and killed his girlfriend. And no one stepped up and stood up for this guy. We're going to talk about that. We come back. Uh, next weekend, as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You will listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.